Well, hello out there. I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And you're listening to First Impressions of Woody Allen. So, Ryan, we both go to Cal State Northridge. We do. And we're in the film program together. We are. And so this semester, we're taking a class on the classic film, or taking a class called Classic Filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And it's on none other than the classic filmmaker, Woody Allen. Great man. Great man. (laughs) Yeah. So so we thought it'd be fun to just kind of voice our opinions of whatever film we watch that week in class. And... uh, you know, I, I know how everyone loves to hear my voice, so <laughs> so why not have and nobody it be, loves to hear mine. And nobody loves to hear yours, so why not have it be related to Woody Allen, I guess. Yeah. So the movie that we watched this week um, is known as one of Allen's turning points in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps his most well-known film. Perhaps his, it's everybody's favorite, uh, uh, <laughs> I almost gave it away, um, <laughs> it's in the name of the episode. It's everybody's, <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody's fam- uh, favorite Woody Allen film, and mm-hmm. that's Annie Hall. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the first time that uh, Keaton, Diane Keaton, had worked with Allen. I think it was like the fourth film together. Yeah. And we've watched some in class uh-huh. uh, just on... Um, just for homework, and we screened one last week. Uh, it was Love and Death. Yeah, so we've seen three films so far. We've seen three films, and we might do All episodes. of which had Diane Keaton in it. All of which, yeah, he's three for three in terms of Keaton. Mm-hmm. So he's batting a thousand. <laughs> um, or she is. I don't know. I don't know yeah, who would be batting winning? there. Who's winning? I think it's Woody Allen. I think, yeah, it's all, isn't it always him? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we might do episodes on those past two films, mm-hmm. but um, we're going to talk about this one. And. Uh, it, it, it released in 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a point where um, Alan had basically up until that point making uh, pretty farcical or, or parodies, yeah. um, more slapstick comedy, and which we saw in Love and Death yeah. and Sleeper. This one's definitely more narrative-driven sort of for everyone. Right, yeah. And it, it there's like a sense of seriousness, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is was still the slapstick humor was still there. Um, Definitely, whether yeah. it was with the lobsters. Um, yeah, there's a scene where um, uh, Woody Allen's character, Alvy Singer, and Diane Keaton's of uh, the titular character Annie Hall, they've dropped some lobsters on the on the, their kitchen floor yeah. that they're trying to make and um, having fun with that. Yeah, and so there is that slapstick humor there. But um, definitely something more seriousness or some some new seriousness to, I guess, the story. Sure. And at least for me, I felt that there were there were times when we watched it in an audience. We watched it in this movie theater on our college campus. And so we have the luxury of seeing it in this uh, dark theater with a crowd. Yeah. And so there were moments like that I was kind of just um, comparing to, to last week, as I said, Love and Death, which is more of a um, more of a, of a parody kind of slapstick comedy. Oh, yeah. And there were laughs like that this week, but there were, were different kind of laughs, I feel. Yeah, it's not, I don't know, uh, huge laughter. It's not all for the laughs, I suppose. Right, and it, there wasn't a lot of laughs per minute. Yeah. But when they did come, it yeah, was I noticed like, that too. It made you, it made you kind of think. Mm-hmm. It was more of a um, cerebral kind of humor sure. to this one. Which he um, tends to be in all of his movies, but I know what you mean. It's right. 
Yeah, it's not as silly. Yeah, it's not as silly, and then it's um, I don't know. It was it was almost like off putting. It was more mm-hmm. off putting. Yeah, in a way, like they were they're... especially after watching the other two movies, which are just outrageous. Yeah, they're they're more laugh out loud. Yeah, and um, there's definitely a, a sense of of just like um, I guess they're more. <laughs> this isn't surprising for Woody Allen, but there uh-huh. is a whole sense of cynicism. With, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, with this film, especially in, in Annie Hall, though. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What yeah. um, what moments struck you as as very cynical? I mean, it opens up, you know, with him talking about how he's a kid and he's talking about the universe is expanding and what's the point of it all because it's all just going to come crashing down. And you know, right? His mom is yelling at him because that's so ridiculous, and his doctor's telling him, oh, but that's not going to be for a long time, but he mm-hmm. still can't seem to get over it. And then the, that just sets up the whole movie, and from there on, it's it just is riding that wave, and then it, it ends so... Yeah, yeah. It, somewhat cynical. Right, it ends in... I, I don't... We can talk about the ending later, yeah. um, but it, it there, yeah, throughout that whole sense, mm-hmm. uh, or throughout the whole story, there was that sense of, uh, of I guess, depressed, and... Yeah. Uh, there, there are all these other people that were kind of trying to uplift him. Yeah. And here's this guy, kind of, especially they go out to uh, California at some point in the movie. Um, they're Alan's character and and Keaton's character are, are New Yorkers. Yeah. As, um, many, uh, like the setting is New York, as in many of the settings in, mm-hmm. in Alan's films. And they go to California, and they, everybody um, is kind of more relaxed. Yeah. And, and having a good time, partying. she sort of falls in love with that lifestyle. Right. She she eventually goes uh, when they go back to New York. New York, and um, they they uh, this is like Spoiler City, right? By, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I mean I guess I guess it would be if yeah. You, if you if haven't you're... seen the movie, turn off the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's not too late. But um, when they she she eventually uh, Keaton's character eventually goes back out to California. Yeah. And kind of adopts that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's but she comes back. She yeah she does go back to New yeah. York. So I don't know maybe maybe it was that uh, connection. Maybe to it the was Alvy. Maybe it was Alvy Alvy Singer uh, Woody Allen's character. I mm-hmm. think I think it it was probably a bit of both. Maybe because I I don't know if I if I had moved out to New York to live there after being raised practically like like born and raised practically in in California yeah. or lived most of my life here. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to New York? I have. Okay. Yeah, a couple times. And it's and it's totally different. It's 100% different. Even if you lived in LA, it's they're just two drastically different cities. Mhm. Yeah. New York's a lot crazier, a lot more people. I feel like you're in a dollhouse almost when you look <laughs> up. I feel it. Yeah. Um so maybe she fell in love with that or the city or it was, yeah, it was that connection. to You know, I, I think she's always, she seemed to always be looking for something new or always looking to grow or always change. Whereas he, right. he was, didn't change at all. No. Yeah. From the beginning to the end, from a kid to the last time we saw him in the movie, he, nothing about him changed. Yeah. And she, he refused to change. She almost tried to make him change. Yeah, she did. And, and he certainly tried to make her change as, uh, uh, she made a parent with him trying to yeah. uh, get her to take night classes, yeah. sort of like enforce that yeah. um, that that uh, I wouldn't say hobby as much as a lifestyle onto mm-hmm. her. Um, but yeah, when we first meet Keaton's character, she's more um, 
kind of prim yeah. and shy. Um, yeah, kind of awkward. Yeah, very awkward. Their first meeting is very awkward. Yeah, first meeting um, with uh, her giving her famous line of la-di-da. Yeah. <laughs> Don't meet a lot of people who still say that. Yeah, yeah. as he says, you know, I never thought I'd date someone who says la-di-da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so she, she was kind of a completely different person. Mm-hmm. There was that uh, whole... Um, she kind of grew up a lot. Yeah, yeah, she grew up... Um, with the relationship, yeah, and we kind of meet a different person, mm-hmm. not completely different, um, but at least we've seen a lot of sure. growth throughout like the film, and, and yeah. where eventually he goes back out to California to try to uh, coax her to live, uh, move back with him to New York, and she's like completely, almost to go back to her former self, yeah, in a way, mm-hmm. like and leave I guess her growth behind, and um, I think. Um, I think we we definitely see Alan sort of shying away from that. Yeah, uh, Alvi, and oh yeah, he, yeah he. But he, in a way, he like sets you up for that. Like you said before, in the in the first in one of the first scenes. Yeah, we see him as a kid and just sort of like, well, what's the point of it all? Mm-hmm. You know, like like almost nihilistic, borderline oh, nihilism. Yeah. And so it sort of makes sense that he wouldn't um, get anywhere. I guess. Yeah, but that's kind of almost the fun of it is that you see this one character go through this um, immense growth, and then someone sort of say the same. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. I for me, I kind of like that, where he's just more set in his ways and knows who he is. And I I felt like uh, maybe Annie's character needed it more than he does. Yeah, because um, you don't usually see that in. Wait, well, I guess I guess Annie Hall's the title character, so it makes sense that she's the more dynamic one. But Woody Allen takes somewhat center stage in this movie, as he does in all of his movies, right? Or a lot of his movies. Yeah, at, at this point, I've only seen Woody Allen films uh, with him as with the him star. And, yeah. yeah, as a star or um, you know a supporting actor in some way. Sure. Um, Hannah and Her Sisters is another one, mm-hmm. which um, was more later on. This is after Annie Hall. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but he's still a, a big character in the movie. But, um, yeah, it is weird to think that he would eventually just not um, star. And we haven't gotten, yeah. we haven't gotten I mean, there yet. Maybe it's too old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about him, like the character that he portrays? Uh, Alvy? Just Woody Allen in general Woody in any of his movies. Character. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I'm very, I'm growing more fond of it. I might be too. <laughs> because, like, I can see myself sort of, Growing into that role in a yeah. way, um, to becoming that person mm-hmm. because um, I don't know, like I'm I'm the type that will just um, just be content of uh, drinking a, a glass of wine and like curling up to a Woody Allen film, yeah, <laughs> for for a Friday night. I'm like, not quite there yet. But... Oh, okay. Well, give it another year. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, I yeah I, I I find myself relating to I yeah. guess his lifestyle um, some of his ideas yeah maybe some of his beliefs mm-hmm. um, not not completely sure but um, certainly his habits I guess yeah. um, maybe not le- less less of his neuroses mm-hmm. I should say <laughs> I feel like I'm not yeah. as neurotic as uh, yeah he's, he is or his character is portrayed to be um, but you know I, I've grown to it, it was funny enough that we got to be able to uh that 
that Alan was picked for for this course yeah and now because I had actually up until a few weeks before school started again uh, was actually watching more and more of his films really and like liking them yeah, yeah. like I watched Manhattan and uh, Broadway Danny Rose mm. and those are both a plus in my opinion really yeah I actually have not seen either of those so I'll have to check them out two thumbs especially now that we're in this class and I think we will yeah if not um, we're gonna see a bunch of them and who knows we'll probably be sick about sick of him by the end of the semester maybe yeah <laughs> I feel like going in I, I went in with it into the class you know with a bad mindset about him I'd seen Annie Hall before have you seen Annie Hall before I'd seen it once before yeah. how was it a, your second viewing or third viewing the second time around I feel the thing that stood out to me the most was um, less of the story and more of the style yeah because uh, I you know I just taken this class this uh, past semester on um, like Soviet filmmakers uh-huh. basically and how they played more with form sure and stress like a certain style um, over content more mm-hmm. and so I started seeing that in in Annie Hall all over the place yeah whether it was the opening shot of him just breaking the fourth wall talking yeah. directly and he to does the it throughout the film a couple times right the scene he's standing in line for the movie yeah and he just addresses the audience directly and then um, the person who was annoying him in line is also there so, um, and he drags an actual person in, uh, yeah. in real life, Marshall McLean, yeah, yeah. into the scene. Yeah. Um, but not even just th- the fourth wall, but when, um, like we talked about in class earlier, the, the little animated vignette. Yeah. Um, the whole, when he's in a class as a kid and he's narrating it and then all of a yeah, sudden he's, he's in there. With, exactly. The yeah. Scene. Whenever he's recalling his childhood or he puts, literally puts himself and his friends in in that in that scene, right? Kind yeah. of an interesting way to do things. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and like you, you, he's still there too. That's so funny. It's yeah, like it, the, the the little boy doesn't just like disappear and go off yeah. screen. It's like he's sharing exactly. Like they're cutting back and forth between yeah the young his young and self his, and his modern right. self. Yeah, yeah, and then that. So I think it was the the style is what stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the more endearing moments was when they were. Um, um, Alvi and Annie were on the rooftop of her apartment. Oh, yeah, and that's a pretty famous scene. That one when they're when they're just talking, and then you see the subtitles. Yeah, what like they're what really they're saying the subtext. Yeah, you yeah. see the actual subtext um, played out on screen. Yeah, so or spelled out, I should say. And uh, you know, just moments like that. Yeah, I I really um, enjoy, and yeah, and I think it's it's kind of rare. I feel like that's what I was just thinking is one, maybe one of the first films to do that. I don't know that for sure, but and do to, or do things like that, right? And to do it so frequently, yeah. Like it seemed like it's he had he had part like, of the the film. Uh huh. Yeah. Like there was there were like ten different moments when maybe yeah. like one film would just do one where they break fourth sure, wall sure. for a second, but he just kept going back to that. Yeah. So um, I think this time around, stylistically, um, I was paying more attention. Yeah, because I kind of already had known like how the story was gonna play out. Yeah, me too. But um, yeah, for uh, we were talking earlier about how I think this is ranked as uh, the Writers Guilds of America's like funniest number one script. comedy. Yeah, number one comedy at least, and it that that seems kind of striking to me because me it just, too. It's like. It's not the funniest movie. I would agree. Yeah, like, to name it number one comedy is somewhat. But do, an do you know choice. where I'm kind of coming coming oh, from? Yeah. Because it's like, it's a comedy, but it's yeah, it's not. I it, don't know if you'd brand it as 
comedy. Right. Like it's comedy drama. And it, I felt I got the sense that he was really trying to do, and you know, it, I'm not I'm not breaking new ground here, but this was like him going in a new direction. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I felt like he maybe was more comfortable with how it 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 felt more of a a romance. Yeah. Um, you're getting caught up in this relationship. Character. And, a lot more character driven than his earlier films. Right. Yeah. So I I think I think that's another quality that I really like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in comparison to the other films that we've watched so far, I like it better. I would say too, because um, I think I've I've found I've watched more of his films like after mm-hmm. you know seventy five after Love and Death, but um, I, I tend to like more of the the narrative driven ones. Yeah, um, I feel like he just finds more of his style. But going back to like the the silence, like that I noticed that too in the title credits. Like usually there's yeah. there's like jazz music playing. Yeah. Um, oftentimes like he'll be playing his own music. It op- it's the opening credits are silent too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it bookends in silence, and so I feel like he was trying to stress that, or mm-hmm. it was at least experimenting with that. Sure. Um, with just sort of like those pauses and. Um, like the lack of um, witty lines that he would just you just see thrown in, yeah. whether it was sleeper, um, him getting like chased around, yeah, um, in a in a in a robotic butler suit. <laughs> um, we saw we didn't see hardly any of that in in no, any hall. Nothing like so, slapsticky or re- reminiscent of silent era films. Nothing like that in any hall. Yeah, so um, it was like a break in his. Uh, uh, style i guess or yeah he's, he's going in a new direction. a new way yeah so um do you have any other thoughts um <laughs> you want to add? no i mean kind of hit it on the nail head um you know this was my second viewing of annie hall mm-hmm. and i did i thought i'd dislike it more you know my first time i ever saw it i didn't totally love it to be honest okay and i thought i'd leave this disliking it more but yeah. i think i've left it liking liking it more oh that's good yeah like um i don't know why I think there's just so much pressure and so much hype built up to it. Maybe, yeah. That it's, you know, his best film or that it's it's yeah. like one of the best comedies. Um, Maybe I'm starting to learn more about how he goes about things. And I didn't know that as much when seeing Annie Hall the first time. True. To me, it came across as so much of a platform and it's just him talking so much. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I just thought, man, this guy just loves to talk. I, like he talks more than anybody else in this film and it's all at service of his ideas. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that's still true, but I'd, I'm viewing it from a different angle, I suppose, like less of a narcissism, I guess. Cause that's how I <laughs> pictured it the first time. Right. But to me, that's how it came across, but not this time as much. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like if you've, if you've never seen a Woody Allen film, I think you're, yeah. you're caught off guard because yeah. you notice that it is that's, different. that's like his MO. It's it just is. like always being, I mean, he's, he's in nearly every scene, if not every scene in this movie. And he so. talks three times more than anybody else. Right. Yeah. So, and, and we were talking about that too, how, um, this is, this can be viewed as a persona he's putting on the, yeah. the sort of neurotic, um, you know, the, the, the universe is pulling apart. Like sure. what's the point of it all kind of, um, character that he's, that he's playing. But, yeah. um, I think, I think you come to learn that with each viewing of a, of a different film that mm. he's, he's playing himself in a way, but he is, there's like enough 
there's like enough variety for him to um to not always be in the same character like there's sure. just there's different tropes that like, yeah you find him always hitting like he has his signature pitches definitely but um he he kind of um I guess he's it's like acting it's not easy acting as yourself like acting like I, I guess I can yeah. compare it to Louis um sure uh Louis CK is is acting as Louis but yeah. he's still acting he's still doing a character yeah and he's still he's still Louis um so it's it's like it's not like you're not acting sure so just to say that um that Alan's just being himself I feel like is a bit of a put down not really fair I don't think yeah I don't think it's completely fair yeah so I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. So I would say my favorite moment in the movie was actually at the end. It was mm-hmm. um it was when he was seeing Annie again, and they they he saw he met her outside of like a movie theater. Yeah. Of like a movie he had recommended, or they oh, yeah. always went to see. Yeah. And then they were just talking in the um in a in a diner scene, and there's just a I'm like paraphrasing and butchering it but there's like a line where he's he's saying that uh, it was just basically nice to know her um, yeah or get a chance to know her and nice feel, to have have her in his life I think. right yeah yeah exactly so i i i kind of i that like struck a chord with me because yeah. um you know so often you can get hung up about relationships and about mm-hmm. how they end or mm-hmm. or what went wrong you know, like the whole sure. existential reckoning you have after you break up with somebody. Yeah, and so uh, it felt nice to know that that he that that just line really um, hit home for me because yeah, it did like, for me too. You kind of have to you have to look at it um, objectively now yeah. since it's over, and you yeah. kind of you have to at least just appreciate the time you had. Yeah, um, because with any relationship. Like, there's always things you wish you did differently, but of you have to um, sort of reckon with that, and then mm-hmm. just kind of um, reflect on what, like, on the good times. You yeah, know, there's exactly. always going to be those good times, and so yeah, I felt like with Annie Hall, we got, we saw like a whole, like, pretty much a blueprint of how most relationships go, exactly, or at least some of them, because you had their initial honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. then they're falling out. Um, the sort of loneliness, like I miss you, yeah, kind of um, getting back together, right? Getting back together. It's not kind of. They got back together, right? They got back together, and then it went well for like a little bit. Yeah, but then there's always that um, inevitable, just you know, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Yeah, not really growing. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about with Annie, how she was constantly. Um, I guess she was. I don't know. If she was trying to better herself, but just sure. being with with Alvi was reminding of how much he'd stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that was a... Um, I think she grew up, but he did not. Right. Maybe that was a turnoff for her because she, she wanted to, you know, be moving forward. Yeah. And he even mentioned that uh, on the uh, an airplane when they're going back to New York. It's like, our relationship's like a shark. We need to constantly yeah. keep moving or, yeah. unless, or unless it dies. And Ours is a dead shark. <laughs> right. Yeah. What we have here is a dead shark. <laughs> um, so I think that's very telling of, of most relationships, like what we saw on screen. Yeah. Um, and do you have a particular favorite moment? Or? You know, mine was, I don't know if I have a favorite moment, but the line that really resonated with me was actually that last line. Yeah. About how he tells that joke, you know, with um, 
oh, yeah. something about a chicken or something, mm-hmm. you know. His brother, the psychiatrist thinks cause... his brother thinks he's a chicken, right? And he won't tell him otherwise because he needs the eggs. And that's he was like kind of equating that to a relationship and mm-hmm. relationships in general is, well, I need the eggs, so yeah, I, I don't really that. like it. I don't love it. They're weird, but I need the eggs. Sometimes they they're already cracked. You don't get a full egg. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have weird brown patches. <laughs> um, um, well, I'll say, um, despite its, um, I mean, I, I feel like we've pretty much been praising the film. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find any uh, things you disliked about it? Well, I think the Woody Allen still, as in general, and his characters in general, still haven't totally won me over. Okay. I mean, that is, was my hangup upon my initial viewing and is still somewhat of a hangup. On my second viewing, just he, like I said, he still somewhat comes across as a little bit of a narcissist to me. Right. Maybe not as much as he used to, but um, just as much as he, you know, I just feel like he does talk so much. Yeah. And I don't know why that just really puts me off a little bit. Uh Um, And I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing about the movie, but his character is not totally likable. No. Yeah, you don't really love Alvy as a character, or, or I don't know if you're really even generally rooting for him. Maybe for a little bit, but towards the end, you're like, yeah, Annie, get out of there. I think the moment in the nightclub when she had just finished yeah, singing her like that's a huge opportunity. Set, that's like a for big her. break. Uh, an agent approaches her, exactly, asks her to go back to a and hotel like, to you know just talk, and he's like, you know, we got that uh that thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's no thing. There's no thing. And, and so I think that, that, that speaks may, to him. Yeah, that speaks to him. And then that that was like one of the moments. I was like. Maybe the moment where I was actually really I think furious I at him. Yeah. Because I, I'm like, you are, you're just like bringing her down in a way. And like yeah, so many times I've exactly. kind of been in that scenario where one or the other person, like whether it's me or my partner is, uh-huh. is, um, is contributing in a way to sort of. And it is inhibiting me from from growing. Yeah, from growing, and and yeah. it goes like on both ends. But you need to grow together, right? And he's inhibiting that. He doesn't want to change at all. Yeah, so he's maybe that's why he says that in the club is he doesn't want anything to change. He's happy with exactly how it is, or mm-hmm. or maybe it has to do with his cynicism. I, you know, I don't know if there is an answer necessarily, but right. Okay. Well, I give it a I give Annie Hall two thumbs up. What about you? Two thumbs up. I'd give it a definitely must see. A must see. Okay. Maybe one thumb up. Then is that that's what it is? That's a fair trade. I thought you were gonna uh, avoid the thumbs for a second. I'm like, oh, you're gonna weasel your way out. Of <laughs> no, I'll give it like a a thumb and maybe like a half second thumb, kind of wiggling a little a wiggling, bit. Wiggling, just. I definitely know. must see. Like a must see. Yeah, yeah, see it once. I think I think people should. Everybody see. should see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's enjoyable. It's like right. I enjoyed watching it. It's funny. Yeah, it's it's I, like I self-aware. And I and I went in thinking that I was not going to enjoy it my second time. Right. So. Okay. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I I forgot to mention this to you, but um, I will also be starting a Facebook page for this uh, oh, cool. this podcast. Awesome. And wow. You, yeah. Right. <laughs> More public than I expected. <laughs> yeah. You get everyone's going to hear you now. Great. Um, and, <laughs> But what I was going to say is, like, if you haven't got enough, uh, haven't heard enough about me talking about Woody Allen, um, I'm also going to be posting some reviews on there oh, cool. to um, just my thoughts. Um, and they may or not be homework assignments to the class that I'm in public. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to see what we can't do about getting our professor to maybe give us something a little extra for this. Right, a little extra. We, we'll we'll uh, send the link her way. And But we're know. not doing it for this reason. No, no, no. We're only doing it. 
because we feel like we can do less work. No. <laughs> no, that's not the reason we're only doing it. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and yeah. we'll be back next time with uh, more Woody Allen. Heck yeah, thank you. Thank you.